Welcome to another episode of Relationship Goals. My name is Samgele Tabete, and I've got a wonderful guest with me today. She'll introduce herself. Hi, um, hi everybody. My name is Mrs. Banete Tabete. Uh, I'm sure you've heard many things about me. Hey. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Thank you. And yeah. Hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you. All right. As promised in the third episode, if you haven't checked that out already, please do. I did say that my wife would be here in the next episode to respond herself um, about how she's feeling and give a little bit of detail on our pregnancy yes i was corrected i did say your pregnancy referring to um our bundle of joy there cooking and then i was sharply corrected to say it is our pregnancy so as mentioned previously today we'll be going on and about from a perspective of someone other than myself I did also mention that I'd be doing this in episode one. If you haven't already checked that out, be sure to give it a listen. So my guest today is none other than my wife, Mrs. Banele Tabete. And um, have her introduce herself. So who is Banele Tabete? And maybe you can talk to us about who you are. And just give us some details on that. Mm, mm, all right. Um, sure, that's a loaded question, I must say. It's always very interesting to me when somebody asks who you are. Because I want to ask in what context. Okay. Um, but I am just a child of God. I think that's the first thing that always comes to my mind. Um, I'm a wife and I am a sister, a cousin, a friend, and soon to be a mom. Yeah. Uh first time mom. So that's me in a nutshell. Uh I never see the need to mention anything about my job and my career. I don't I don't identify that to be who I am. It's just what I do. Um but I'm usually a very fun, loving person. I've been told that I'm very charismatic and I'm very charming. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I've also been told that I am a little bit spoiled. So I suppose uh, you can have a chat with my mom about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's entirely her fault. But yeah, that's me. Other than just that, I think I've I've covered what is important to me. Mm-hmm. I noticed that you say you don't like talking about what you do when you ask the question of who you are. Mm-hmm. And you make that distinction between who you are and what you do. Talk to us a little bit about the difference between the two and what that means for you. Okay. Um, Who I am is my character, my core, my heart. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. it is who I want to be remembered as. Mm -hmm. It's basically what I want written on my tombstone. Maybe that's a bit morbid, but it's true. Mm. I want the in loving memory of, you know, Banele Tabete, who was a loving wife, loving mom, a caring sister, a good friend, um, and a God-fearing woman. Mm. That's That's it for me. I don't really care for, you know, she was an auditor or this or that. That's, or oh, an accountant, nah. That's secondary too. In fact, that's not who I am. Again, that's what I do. Mm. So that's a distinction for me. What I do is the job that I do when I go to work. And it is it ends there when I come home. Uh, it's not about that. Mm -hmm. It's about being at home. Nice, nice. And even at work, I'm still who I am. Mm. It's yeah. very powerful because wherever you go, you ought to bring your authentic self. Mm. Everything about you in that one moment is running concurrently. That moment when you're sitting at your, at your uh, workplace, you are a mom, you bring whatever it is that is good and sometimes bad about that space or that area of your life into that uh, workspace and you are a nurturer you care for people mm. and yeah that is basically who you are i also identify with this analogy of the tombstone because you would know that i'm a man i stole who... it from you <laughs> <laughs> i'm a man thief i'm a man of legacy and I think my life is just a bridge, basically, for the next generation of people, um, one of which is dancing in your belly right now. So who is Samge Letabete to you? So when you think of me, what comes to mind? Um, I know that you have a clear understanding of who you are, Mm -hmm. Who am I? Maybe give the person listening on the other hand a bit of a view on who I am. I know before you answer the question, you're the best person who can answer on who am I? Mm -hmm. Because you spend a lot of time with me. You've seen the good side, the not so great side. <laughs> you've seen everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Give us some insight. Give them some insight. On who you are. Hmm. Who am I to you? Or who I am? And then who am I to you? Okay, I'll start with the obvious. You're my husband. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, my husband. Of almost three years now. Um, Sure. You know, I don't want to say too much because I don't want uh, to sing your praises just now. You know, my mom always warned me not to uh, publicly sing your praises mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. there's always somebody listening in envy. But that's <laughs> not really my concern. Wow. Um, <laughs> you are, like I always say to you, one of the, the most wonderful people that I've had the pleasure of knowing in my life. You're kind. Um, in fact, I'm talking to your audience about who you are. He is kind. He's, he's loving. He's 
he's generous and he's really one of the the, the most rare type of people mm. that will accept all of you and instead of criticizing or judging parts of you that he sees need to grow he'll never do that but rather in love he will encourage you to be the best that you can be and he'll be patient with you if you fall um you stumble you make those mistakes in becoming that best you and he'll be right there encouraging you to keep going I think he will make a wonderful father. In fact, I know um, because his his capacity to love is really is really amazing. I think I'll leave it there for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. just I'll leave it there. I was just. I don't want to get emotional. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was sitting here just saying, "Oh wow, is that really what you think about me?" I tell you all the time, babe. Mm. All the time. Yes. That you're one of the most wonderful people that I know. And you're always like, mm, I doubt that. So he's also very humble, guys. Well. Oh, is it, what is it? Modest. Yeah, he's quite modest. I don't think it's, it's, it's modesty. Um, because the way that I behave is always me striving to imitate, as you said, your child of God, to imitate Christ. And so you never really get to a point where you say, I'm perfect. And the moment you start thinking that you are great and you're doing great, you are just the super husband, that's where you start losing it. You know, the phrase of pride comes before a fall. Mm -hmm. You don't want to get to a point where you are now proud and boastful of the fact that, yeah, uh, I'm Mr. Uh, Nice Guy. And the nicest person on planet Earth. Because there'll be those days where the nicest person on Earth won't necessarily come to the party. Mm. There'll be another side. And it's not to say that people are multifaceted. But it is to say that people are multifaceted. Because we react differently to different situations. You could make a joke today and I'd react by laughing with you. And then the next day, maybe you catch me and um just having a really bad day but the one thing that i would say i've i don't really i don't think that i'm a snappy person um so yeah i try to maintain a very consistent character but to the point about you saying that i'm loving and i'll accept you for all of who you are and be patient Talk to me or talk to us about what drew you to me. What are some of the things that drew you to me? And why why me? Why you? Hmm. <sighs> I mean, it's 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 kind of similar. You always love to sneak this in, I know. You can see that's always similar to the question you ask me of why do I love you? Hmm. Um there really is no concrete answer for why I love you I just do Mm. it is just a choice it is something I can't even control anymore Mm. but it is still largely my choice too but in terms of what drew you to me it was like I said it was your character you know you you you're very honest 
and do you keep to your word if you've told me that you will do something then you do it so for me that was an indication that we could actually enjoy life together you know um you never lied to me and <clears throat> you never put yourself before me yeah. and that inspires me to also be selfless in that I shouldn't put myself before you. And together that creates a great balance and a great mix and a great partnership. Um, so simple terms, what drew me to you was your character uh -huh. and your dashing looks. <laughs> well, there's great bias in that, but I do agree that I am quite dashing. Thank you very much. And you are beautiful. I did say the last time that you, the apple of my eye, my number one pick every day, any day, all time. So, yeah, I wasn't drawn to you because you look amazing. There was more to it, but this isn't about me saying or talking about what drew me to you so when is it give us um, a bit of insight or take us through the moment when you realize that okay firstly what's your fondest memory of your first encounter with me and then that then progressing to when you realize that there could be more or there's more to this relationship than just a friendship or whatever it is that existed from the get-go sure so first i'll answer the what is my fondest memory mm. um my fondest memory is of our time in university that we spent mm -hmm. together um i remember i used to stay in a commune and you would um sometimes give me a lift to school it was <laughs> on the way and i remember that there were days where i would be like really late and i mean like you would call and be like okay i'm five minutes away and i would literally have just woken up and i'm like uh i just woke up <laughs> <laughs> but you were never impatient and I would feel terrible that, oh, now you have to wait for me. I'm making you wait. But you were never impatient or upset when I did finally arrive. Mm -hmm. You were always just sitting there waiting patiently. Did it ever cross your mind that I was perhaps a man with a plan and I was just sucking it up in order to avoid ruining my chances? <laughs> no. Especially because I'm still pretty much late most of the time now. Um, I mean, your chances are you've reached the pinnacle, I suppose, because we are married now. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I don't know what more comes after that. I think it's death. Yeah. So <laughs> you're not trying to impress me. You still, you still have that same patience. Shout out to my mom for that because my mom is terribly late, like all the time, till this day. 
She's always late. I know. I've had so. to wait for her a few times. <laughs> and I must say, I don't have that same patience. But anyway, <laughs> um, that is it. That is, that's one of my fondest memories. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, about those uh, rides to school, I, I used to drive past the place where you stayed because I didn't stay on campus. Mm. So I drive past every day. And I remember this one time, I think I messaged you or I called you and I was leaving home and I was going to go to various other places before getting to school. And it was probably like two hours or so before then. And I remember waiting for you, having told you two hours prior that I was leaving home and I arrived around two hours later. And having to wait for you for a further hour. I I remember sitting there and thinking, you know, when you pray for patience mm-hmm. and you're like, Lord, give me patience. You never really get patience. You just get opportunities to demonstrate the patience. Yes. And I felt like that one moment was probably the grandest opportunities to do that. And boy, was I patient. Yes. Yes, but you are. afterward, when I dropped you off and I went about my way, I was like, Whew. that was a long wait. The funny part is when you arrived, you didn't really have the sense of I'm late. It was almost as if like you were saying, yeah, I'm with waiting for (laughs) you know and well you were worth waiting for you still are but it was quite surprising because i don't know where the patience came from it took a lot of effort but it's one of my fondest memories of my many 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 waits for you so when then did you realize that this relationship that we had would actually end up where it is now. Okay, maybe not where it is now, but at the start of everything, really, where we ended up being married. When did that that occur in your mind? So for me, that occurred before we were even in a relationship. Okay. Um, So, well, as you know, because you know. Um, I mean, at that time we were, we were just friends, I suppose, or at least I thought we were just friends. You've always had those intentions. I am now told. Um, and I could, at first I was very naive. I was like, no, we're just friends. (laughs) There ain't nothing to it. But little did I know that you had, you know, intentions. And I remember I was praying and uh, I just felt in my spirit that, no, this man has such and such intentions about you. And I was just like, Lord, no, I don't think I'm deserving. He's such a wonderful person. You know me. I'm such a naughty child. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I think for me, the love of God 
really just opened my eyes to seeing that when he embraces you and he loves you and he calls you his own, mm. then you really are to accept whatever wonderful mm. thing that he brings your way. Mm. So slowly but surely I reconciled with that idea and I was content in that, okay, then, then that's where we're going to end up. That's where we're going to go. And I was just waiting for you to ask me. Mm. So by the time you asked and you gave me that letter, I had already known. I was just waiting for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So to the person listening, there's the question is like, letter? What letter? So oh. I was old school. And yes. I basically expressed my love, my undying, <laughs> my undying love in in word and i thought writing a letter was the best option to avoid blabbing as well i think i still have that letter till this day you, you keep a hard copy yes. i have a soft copy of the letter and from time to time i do read the letter and i just ask myself am i still holding to those words, those words? and similarly i did write my vows um before that and i gave you a copy of those mm. i still keep an electronic copy and i read them it is quite an emotional read all the time but what was your response receiving that letter besides oh i already knew about this uh <laughs> it wasn't like an oh i already knew about this situation uh -huh. the letter was surprising to me because he wrote me a letter telling me that he loves me, um, which was for me, well, he told me he loves me and he wants to marry me and have a family with me and live this wonderful life with me. And that... Happily ever. Yes, he recognizes that we are still students and he doesn't have the means to at that moment, but he promises me and he assures me that if I accept... He will fulfill that as soon as he is able. Mm. So that was different for me because obviously being a 21-year-old or 20-year-old, I'm not quite sure, between the two. Mm. Um, like I've had guys ask me out before, but nobody has ever quite put it like that before. Mm. So it was... I'm a wonderful cat. <laughs> <laughs> it was clear for me. Because he made his intentions very clear from the beginning. Mm. And it's one of the things that I always communicate with my friends or cousins or anybody who's a woman who asks me, you know, how do you know that a guy is serious about you? And I always say, if a guy is serious about you, he will make his intentions known from the beginning. Mm. Because that has been my experience and that has been the experience of other women mm. that I know that are in um either married or in a committed relationship. So that was it for me. And when I read that and when I was just like, okay, I accept. Um, also because, you know, even myself at that point, I wasn't really prepared or ready in any way to get married. But I was happy to walk that journey towards that final step with you. Hmm. And it was, it was quite an enjoyable experience.
I'm interested in speaking more about your experience now, having come to this point where we're married and how you found that and whether it has lived up to any of your expectations. But before getting there, let's talk a little bit about that period between the letter and the day that we stand in the altar, on the altar rather, mm-hmm. and say I do. What what happened then? What kind of change or what kind of experience did you go through? Obviously, from the con- in the context or from the lens of the kind of person that you got to come closer to and have a more intimate relationship, albeit not physically, mm. but intimate relationship with now knowing that the direction is toward marriage. Um, that moment, I think, well, I know for a fact, was very important for our now marriage mm. because that's really when we laid the foundation of our relationship we were honest we've had we had very difficult conversations about expectations like what do i expect in a husband what do you expect in a wife Mm. and just really getting to know each other as deeply as we possibly can Mm. through conversation through honest and open conversation Mm. and tantrums of course of course (laughs) (laughs) um i think When you're getting to know somebody, it's pretty natural to have a tantrum every now and then. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's that's what I can say. We, I got out of that period. Mm. So you come close to this person, you get to understand them a little bit better. You know what their objective is out of this relationship. Their aim is obviously to um, walk with you and the relationship culminating in marriage. Was there ever a time where you perhaps had doubts of ever getting there or flashes of character where you felt like, is this guy really someone I'd like to... um, end up marrying do i see myself spending the rest of my life with this person was there ever a moment like that no no Mm. there was never a moment of doubt for me and i believe that's important you know if there's ever any hesitation i don't understand why you go ahead with something because i believe that if there's any doubt, if there's any hesitation, if there's any uneasiness, mm. then I do trust that, okay, my conscience, the Holy Spirit perhaps is speaking to me and saying, mm. there has never been anything like that. And I think that's what made it easy for us to work through those tantrums because we were both pretty much decided on where we were headed. So we knew there was only one outcome. And in order to get there, we always had to work at it. Yeah. And you get to the 19th of October, 2019. Yeah. That's the date when we got married. And you say your I do's. 
the nice rosy words. What's it been like being married to this guy sitting next to you? This yeah, dashing guy. <laughs> and what would you say are your key takeaways in the near three years in this relationship? And how? okay, this is quite a loaded question because I wanna I I want you to talk about the evolution of the relationship from the day where you get the letter or the night rather you get the letter and the day where we're married and then the movement toward now sitting here and saying i'm an expecting mother Mm. straight after recording this chat with my wife we're very surprised to see how much time we'd spent chatting away and we both agreed that it'd be best if this chat was separated into two episodes so to continue with the second part of this recording be sure to tune in for the next episode of relationship goals coming up in the next episode The advice that I would give anybody who is single and desires to be in a relationship, to find somebody that they can have that wonderful connection with, that love, that trust, is just focus. Focus on yourself. I mean, perhaps you've heard it before and it seems like, ugh, what is focusing on myself going to do when I want a man? Mm. Um, or what does it look like? Mm. Mm. I think what it looks like is don't think that every guy that talks to you wants to marry you. I hope that this podcast has in some way shed some light in your life and given you a little bit more to think about. Thank you for listening and make sure that you like, follow, subscribe, share this with someone you love and help them reach their relationship goals.